This is CPX number 73, Confession Part 1. We are in the Catechism of Pope St. Pius X, CPX, page 83 to 85, question and answer number 1 to 14. God give you his peace, in nomine patris sefiri et spiritu santi. Amen. Heavenly King, Consoler Spirit, Spirit of Truth, who art present everywhere and filling all things, treasure of all good and source of all life, come dwell in us, cleanse us and save us, you who are all good. In nomine patris sefiri et spiritu santi. Amen. Question number one. What is the sacrament of penance? Answer, the sacrament of penance, also called confession, is a sacrament instituted by Jesus Christ to remit the sins committed after baptism. Question number two, why is the name of penance given to this sacrament? Answer, the name of penance is given to this sacrament because to obtain pardon for sins, it is necessary to detest them penitently, and because he who has committed a fault must submit to the penance which the priest imposes. Number three, why is this sacrament also called confession? Answer, this sacrament is also called confession because to obtain pardon for sins, it is not enough to detest them, but it is necessary also to accuse oneself of them to the priest that is, to make a confession of them. Number four, when did Jesus Christ institute the sacrament of penance? Answer, Jesus Christ instituted the sacrament of penance on the day of his resurrection, when, entering the supper room, he solemnly gave his apostles the power of remitting sin. Number five, how did Jesus Christ give his apostles the power of remitting sin? Answer, Jesus Christ gave his apostles the power of remitting sin thus, Breathing upon them, he said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whose sins you shall forgive, they are forgiven, and whose sins you shall retain, they are retained. Number six, what is the matter of the sacrament of penance? Answer, the matter of the sacrament of penance is divided into remote and proximate. The remote matter consists of the sins committed by the penitent after baptism, And the proximate matter are the acts of the penitent himself, that is, contrition, confession, and satisfaction. Number seven, what is the form of the sacrament of penance? Answer, the form of the sacrament of penance is this, I absolve thee from thy sins. Number eight, who is the minister of the sacrament of penance? Answer, the minister of the sacrament of penance is a priest authorized by the bishop to hear confessions. Number nine, why do you say that a priest must be authorized by the bishop? Answer, a priest must be authorized by the bishop to hear confessions because to administer this sacrament validly, the power of orders is not enough, but there is also necessary the power of jurisdiction, that is the power to judge, which must be given by the bishop. Number 10, which are the parts of the sacrament of penance? Answer, the parts of the sacrament of penance are contrition, confession, and satisfaction on the part of the penitent, and absolution on the part of the priest. Number 11, what is contrition or sorrow for sins? Answer, contrition or sorrow for sin is a grief of the soul leading us to detest sins committed and to resolve not to commit them anymore. Number 12, what does the word contrition mean? Answer, Contrition means a crushing or breaking up into pieces as when a stone is hammered and reduced to dust. Number 13. Why is the name of contrition given to sorrow for sin? Answer. The name of contrition is given to sorrow for sin to signify that the hard heart of the sinner is in a certain way crushed by sorrow for having offended God. Number 14. In what does confession of sins consist? Answer. Confession of sins consists in a distinct accusation of our sins made to the confessor in order to obtain absolution and receive penance for them. 
Thus are the words of the Holy Pope. Okay, let's look at number one today. What is the sacrament of penance? Answer, the sacrament of penance, also called confession, is a sacrament instituted by Jesus Christ to remit the sins committed after baptism. So you might notice there's several different names. There's reconciliation and confession and penance. Just realize they all mean the same thing. They are all one of the seven sacraments. Now, we're actually in a huge section. If you can believe it, Pope St. Pius X spent 123 questions on this little catechism just on confession or penance itself. And this must be because Pope St. Pius X saw what would be needed in the 20th century. Lots of confessions for lots of sins. It must have been prophetic because this is disproportionately high for the rest of his sacramental section. But I'm very excited to jump into it because I agree with him that confession is probably the most important for salvation, at least in the Western Hemisphere, with so many baptized people living in sin. Uh, we really got to delve deeply into confession, why it's so important and why it's so beautiful and why it's so powerful. So today we're going to look at number one as we just did, and we're also going to look at question and answer five, six, seven, and ten. So if you got your pen out with your uh, catechism, we're going to look at five, six, seven, and ten today. Okay, number five, how did Jesus Christ give his apostles the power of remitting sin? Now the thing is, the answer to this comes from John 20. So instead of reading that uh, answer again, I'm just going to give you the five verses from John 20. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Okay, now notice also John, St. John the Evangelist, he also wrote in the very beginning of his first letter, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So basically, their confession to a priest, the notion of confession to a priest or bishop goes all the way back to the apostles. I just read you from 1 John and St. John chapter 20. What does it do? Uh, most of you know this, but it's worth reviewing before we get into the details of confession. In infants, baptism gets rid of all original sin. In infants, baptism gets rid of all original sin. In adults, baptism gets rid of all original sin and all venial sins and mortal sins. And as you know, venial sin is small sin and mortal is big. So here's where confession comes in. If you commit any sins after baptism, mortal or venial, then confession remits that. However, if you commit any mortal sins after baptism, you have to confess those sins to even make it to heaven. Now, many people say, well, what are these big sins? I'm going to link in my show notes a blog I wrote called 15 Mortal Sins Catholics Are Missing in Their Confessions. I know a lot of you have read that, but it's going to be linked there anyway. Okay, let's look at number six. What is the matter of the sacrament of penance? Answer, the matter of the sacrament of penance is divided into remote and proximate. The remote matter consists of the sins committed by the penitent after baptism, and the proximate matter are the acts of the penitent himself, that is, contrition, confession, and satisfaction. Okay, that might sound a little bit more complex than most of you are used to when you just go into confession, but it really isn't that com complex. You're actually all doing this, but it's kind of worth memorizing so you can teach it yourself. I really don't think many of you are going to be uh, shocked when I explain this. I don't think many of you are actually going to think that you missed something in your last confessions, but it's worth learning this so you can teach it to others. So remember, every sacrament has matter and form. 
And for confession, it's a little bit complex, but the, the remote matter is the sins itself. Isn't that amazing? And then the proximate matter is the three of the four parts of confession that I'm going to ask you to memorize a little bit later in this CPX, but don't worry about that yet. Um, for now, just be amazed that your sins is the matter for the sacrament of confession. Now, that's why if you go to, say, an old priest who, if he hears your sins and thinks there was no sins, you were just maybe confessing scrupulosity, he might say, well, are you sorry for all the sins of your past life? Or could you name one of the sins of your past life? That's not the old priest being mean. Um, that's because old priests trained before Vatican II, they know that a sacrament needs matter and form, in this case, matter being the sins. And when there's no matter, he can't give you the form of absolution with which to match that. So there has to be the matter of sins for it to be a valid sacrament of confession. And that's why the Immaculate Virgin Mary never went to confession to St. John, even though she did receive Holy Communion from him. But the thing to remember there is every sacrament has form and matter, and the matter of confession is your sins. Number seven, what is the form of the sacrament of penance? Answer, the form of the sacrament of penance is this. I absolve thee from thy sins. Okay, now a couple notes from me, Father David Nix. Now you have to, you must hear this from a priest for it to be a valid confession if he decides to give you absolution. I absolve you from your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Or in Latin, ego te absolva peccatis tuis, in nomine patris et spiritus santi. Now if you hear something weird like God absolves you from your sins now, but he doesn't say I absolve or ego te absolvo, then you're not forgiven. So why does the priest have to say first person, I absolve, and not third person, God forgives or God absolves? Well, it's because Christ is speaking directly through the priest. And if the priest refuses absolution or changes the words of absolution, you don't receive forgiveness. If he changes the words of absolution, he's in mortal sin for overturning the sacrament. However, there are times when a good priest who does know the true words of absolution might say no to giving you absolution. Um, and this goes back to what I just read you from John chapter 20. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Other translations say retain. What does it mean if a priest retains your sins? By the way, this is a good apologetic, a defense to non-Catholics, to show them that a priest actually does have the power to retain sins and you leave the confessional not forgiven. Many people who were not sorry went to Padre Pio. I think it was something like a quarter of his penitents went to Padre Pio, confessed their sins, he read their hearts, saw they were not sorry, and sent them on their way. They were often weeping, crying, sad, but that pierced their heart so deeply that they went to a saint who refused them absolution. They realized they had to get their life together and return to the sacrament of confession with firm resolution of amendment. A confession is invalid without firm resolution of amendment, which means you want to change your life. It doesn't mean you are pricking your finger and writing in blood. You're never going to commit that sin again, but you are promising to try better. This is what firm resolution of amendment means. But I can say this. If I were ever to teach in a seminary about refusing absolution, this is what I would say. In the 21st century, it's actually pretty easy to figure out who to resolve, who to refuse absolution to because all you have to do is say, are you willing to change that? So for example, let's say there is a couple living together. Let's say they think they can sin on Friday, go to confession on Saturday and receive Holy Communion on Sunday. Well, all a priest really has to do is say, well, are you living together? Yes. Are you willing to change that? Well, no, not for a while, Father. 
Well, then is it really authentic that you're actually telling God you're sorry if you're not willing to change it? Most people will say no. And then you can just very compassionately say, well, then you really need to refrain not only from Holy Communion, but also from confession until you can, in an authentic, everyone's favorite virtues these days is authenticity and vulnerability, <laughs> until you can, in an authentic manner, tell God you're actually sorry in the sacrament. And that way, people aren't going to be mad at the priests, but they also are going to understand you can't play God. The sacrament of penance is not a game to play with God. Uh, you have to have firm resolution of amendment to make a good confession. Again, that's not writing out in blood. You absolutely are positive it's never going to happen again, but you can't be living with someone you're sinning with because you're automatically in the near occasion of sin. And remember, in the act of contrition, you promise to God you will avoid the near occasion of sin. Are you really ready to make that promise if you're living with somebody? Okay, number 10, which is the last one for the day, which are the parts of the sacrament of penance? Answer, the parts of the sacrament of penance are contrition, confession, and satisfaction on the part of the penitent, and absolution on the part of the priest. Okay, so my suggestion is to memorize those four things, contrition, confession, satisfaction, and absolution. As I said earlier, the one thing the priest is responsible for is absolution, should he judge you worthy of it? And again, the number one criteria if you're worthy is just if you're sorry. And as I said earlier, you don't really have to be Padre Pio reading hearts to know if you're sorry. Many people these days will just admit if they're willing to change their lives even a little bit. If they're not, they're not sorry. Now, uh, the three things that you're responsible for when you go to confession is contrition, confession, and satisfaction. That might sound complex, but I guarantee 98% of you are doing it. But just so you can teach others, let me explain a little bit more about this. So contrition is sorrow in your heart. Remember we heard in number 13 today, the Pope said, the name of contrition is given to sorrow for sin to signify that the hard heart of the sinner is in a certain way crushed by sorrow for having offended God. What a powerful definition that he gave us right there. We are going to talk about uh, the difference between perfect contrition and imperfect contrition and accusation of sins in later uh, confession CPXs. But just be aware right now, you know, sometimes Protestants mock Catholics for going to confession without being sorry. And really, we Catholics sh should never go to confession without sorrow in our hearts. I gave you earlier the example of a couple who might sin on Friday, go to confession on Saturday, and go to receive Holy Communion on Sunday. Those are not only sacrilegious communions. Those are also sacrilegious confessions. Um, again, it's an invalid confession if you don't have firm resolution of amendment, meaning you want to change your life. The other thing you should never do is, of course, hide any sin. St. John Chrysostom, who's an Eastern saint, said if you hide any sin, it's like cancer being removed, but not all of it, and all of it's going to come back. So in other words, if you hide one sin, at least if you hide one mortal sin, the whole shebang is invalid. Okay, the next one is satisfaction. That's just doing the penance that the priest gives you afterwards. I'm sure 98% of you are doing that, but just realize that penance isn't the cherry on a three-level cake. Penance is one of the three levels of the cake of making a good confession. Remember number two we heard today, he who has committed a fault must submit to the penance which the priest imposes. Now, usually that's just a few Hail Marys. If you forget that penance, you are still forgiven. But if when the priest is saying it to you, you think, I don't like this priest, and in defiance, I'm not going to do that penance, you've just made the whole shebang of that confession invalid. So this is because the church teaches that satisfaction or the penance you do after confession is one of the three parts of confession you are responsible for. Okay, so how do you remember that? I can only remember things with a mnemonic. So the mnemonic I'm going to give you is CCAP. C, contrition, first in your heart, of course. And then confession for sins, that's the C of CAP. Priest gives you absolution, that's the A of cap, and then penance, 
which the translators called satisfaction. So CCAP, contrition, confession, absolution, and penance. I'm sure 98% of you are already doing all of those, but it's good to memorize that so you can teach it to people. CCAP, contrition, confession, absolution, and penance. Okay, we're probably going to have about five to ten different CPXs on confession because, again, the Pope did 123 questions. But I hope to keep your attention in all this because it's pretty fascinating uh, what you can learn about confession, even if you're getting the, ba the basics right, which is all that's required for a good confession. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to link in my show notes for most or all of the future CPXs on confession, including today, three important things that I've already produced either on my blog or on YouTube slash Apple Podcasts. The first is 15 mortal sins Catholics are missing in their confessions. The second is a YouTube video that's on census fidelium that I put up called Tips on Making a Good Confession. And the third is How to Make a General Confession, which I put on Padre Peregrino channel. I will link all of those in my show notes. And please say an Our Father for me. Et benedictio Dei omnipotentis, Patris et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti, descenda super vos et maniat semper. Amen.